after they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, this afternoon. Gordon DL is still at Ibrooks as well. And we want to hear from you. What did you make of that? I don't even know where to begin, Hugh Keevans. Well, I'll begin by saying that was a great football match. That was what this derby is supposed to be like and what it used to be like and why it is history-making stuff and why people speak of games years after they have been played and why men are made legends. And we had everything there today. It, it ebbed, it flowed It took us into a place where you thought Rangers were certainties Then took us to a place where Celtic with 10 men Brought back memories of 1979 When Billy McNeil was the manager And Celtic won the league with 10 men against Rangers 11 All of that stuff was with us today For two years we've had old firm light Today we had old firm real it's 01419511025 to have your say. Gordon DL still at Ibrooks. Uh, Gordon, give me a man of the match. Oh, man of the match. Well, I've got to say there was. Uh, I mean, Olivia and Cham got it on TV. Don't yeah, let that Cham, sway you, though. You no, can be no, your own man. Well, funny enough, I said Cham had one of the best 45 minutes in the first half I've witnessed for a long, long time. But the man of the match for me, just for that save at the end, was Bain. I thought Scott Bain handled everything. I know that people say, well, he lost two goals, but nothing to do with him. For coming into a game of this pressure, this size, making his debut, and that save at the end, I, you know, I'm sitting right behind that, Gordon, I'm shouting, that's a goal. And he's touched how he's got to it. Terrific, and then he's got up and he's got the second one. OK, Morelis should put the ball in the back of it. But for that, yes, I thought Cham was magnificent in Midland Park. But I'm giving it to Scott Bain this afternoon. How cool was Scott Bain, Mark, throughout? He just looked as if he had been playing in these fixtures for 20 years. Incredible. You know, not um, one bead of sweat in his head, you know, and that was uh, that was near the end of the game. I particularly liked um, midway through the first half where he's telling his, his back four to settle down. And uh, he's not a an old, experienced keeper who's played in this environment, you know, 10, 20 times. It's... It's the first time he's been in an atmosphere like this And he's the coolest player on the pitch Again, Mark, the three the history books Javier Sanchez Brotto did it at Ibrooks for Celtic David Marshall did it for Celtic uh, In his debut match So again, today we got back history In many respects Even we're arguing over was Morelis's miss worse than Peter Van Vossen's miss at Celtic <laughs> Park. We've got history back, the fixtures back. We didn't know who was going to win the match, and it was a magnificent advert for Scottish football. Let's get to the phone lines then. It's time for you to have your say. 01419511025. John's a Celtic fan. First up, hi John. Hi guys, how are you doing? What's your point tonight, John? Yeah, my point basically is um, before I get to the football was wish mum. Happy uh, Mother's Day. Of course. I love you. Well done uh, to John. Guys, uh, I just think uh, today it was absolutely brilliant. What a what an old firm game. And I've got to thank Rangers as well. Uh, non, a non-bitter Celtic supporter, I, I thought Rangers were brilliant. And they're going to climb the ladder to success. When that, when that will be... Who knows? I'd like to speak to the legend of a can legend. Hi, John. Legend, uh, being a a manager yourself, I, I, I've got to say, 
how long does Brendan have to uh, with Boata? You know, Hughes said that he's he's basically said he's, he's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody all knows that uh, Boata doesn't deserve to wear the, the hoops jersey. Uh, I think uh, it's got it's got to get to the stage where Brendan's got to say, "Listen, I've tried my best." I, you know, the, yeah, I, I, you know, a manager's not going to turn and slag his own player because that obviously brings confidence right down to the bin. But mm. how long, what legend, do we have to? You, you know, Brendan has to, you know, well, go away, John go after because he has a bomb scare, mate. He doesn't deserve to to wear the hoops, you know. I think I, I think you'll not be the only one to say that. I thought Bayata was a man down today for Celtic. He just looked so nervous. His first mistake cost a goal and it just got worse and worse and worse. And I, I was very surprised he stayed on the park. Uh, but Brendan Rodgers is a man that picks his team and he'll come out and say, well, I picked a winning side. Uh, they've, they've come to Ibrooks and Bayata's played for 90 minutes and they're still away with three points and probably the title in the bag. Uh, so it's up to the Celtic manager to decide that but I think a lot of Celtic supporters and guys in the studio as well have made up their mind about Bayata not um, you know being the right centre back for Celtic he certainly was he was a man down today and that's where I think Rangers must be disappointed because if you're playing here at home against that Celtic team you're looking at the defending of Bayata with 10 men as well Celtic if you can't beat them this afternoon you must be thinking, when are we ever going to beat the Celtic side? But, but Gordon, the, the chances were there. I mean, Morales is through with the keeper to beat and can't score. He's three yards out, nobody in front of him and hits the post. I mean, well, what, I mean the manager, Graham Murphy, must be sat on, in that dugout going, what on earth has gone on there? 88 minutes on the clock, where it should have at least... I mean, the first one's a good save by the goalkeeper. That's what he's in there for. But the second one, he's missed an open goal from three yards. Yeah, Derek, I'm not disagreeing with that, but you've got to look into the point, right? I thought Bayata was just... I would have played against him all day long. They were down to 10 men for 30 minutes. You've t- you're talking about two chances. I would expect Rangers to create more than two chances against a Celtic team team at home with 10 men with Beata, Beata playing the way he's playing but you've got to give credit to I think the difference today was quite simple and I think managers earn their corn and I think Brendan Rodgers you've got to take your hat off to him he made that substitution it wasn't a negative one to say well yeah. we'll try and hold on to his 2-2 draw he went for the game whereas Graham Murty who's done a terrific job here he's sitting there and he waits to go 3-2 down and puts uh, Cummings on. I would have the minute um, the the sending off was awarded. I would have had Cummings on the part right away and had a right dig at Celtic because they were there for the beating. But all credit to Brendan Rodgers. What a fantastic substitution! Brendan Rodgers will always win, lose or draw on Brendan Rodgers' terms, and that's why there'll be no parking of buses, even in the Champions League where he's taken several sore ones. No parking of buses anywhere. Uh, and uh, what he did today was prove to those Celtic supporters who wonder if he has a plan B yeah he had a plan B and C and D and E and F John what pleased you because I know you although you won the game you've come on a bit disappointed at Dedrick Boyata what about the positive side of things what pleased you positive obviously cheek to say that but the number three goalkeeper I thought he was absolutely brilliant with his saves but obviously being 10 men down I mean today uh, I would have took uh, a draw and been happy at that, but the fact that we've went away from Ibrox and won the game uh, goes to show, you know, 
Brendan Rodgers is king I think Scott Bain will stay and go for Celtic Until Craig Gordon comes back Because the lift that Scott Bain has received Is astronomical And he'll be in goal next Sunday at Motherwell And I'd expect him to hold on And if Craig Gordon is going to come back Before the end of the season Then he'll be given his place as number one But I think Bain is now the goalkeeper Mark, Scott Bain last played first team football On the 28th of October he played for Dundee He lost three goals Against Hamilton Ackies He's been to Ibrox already This season by the way And shipped four With Dundee All of a sudden He rocks up today And I know, I know he let in too But Any concerns Anyone had About him going into the game Were surely put to bed Quite quickly Yeah yeah, And You know I don't think There would have been Many concerns I think Hugh said it Before the game If it was Craig Gordon Your number one goal He's out And it's a huge loss uh, And the fans may have been a bit Oh You know Not knowing what to expect But De Vries, Hasn't been one to, to fill the Celtic fans with confidence So yeah. I don't think there's much between them But I mean still to go into that You know environment And you know lose a goal Remember in the first two minutes But then still have the nerve to, to carry on And make some important save Terrific from the, the young man Brian's a Rangers fan Brian what's your reaction? Hi pal well, I'll try to be as uh, positive as I can Because I'm a Rangers fan obviously uh, I'll start with Scott Bain yeah, he, he he came on to a good game, there's no doubt about that, but I felt we allowed him to settle into the match. I don't think we put him under enough pressure, uh, you know, earlier on in the game. I would have to contradict you straight away, Brian, because how can he be given time to settle into the match when he's a goal down before he's actually touched the ball? Well, can I counter that, you? Yeah. Yeah, what I'm saying is he had no saves to make. See the save he made at the end of? That was the first save he'd made. You know, when Morelos at the post, that was the first save he'd actually made. No, he saved one, you saved one from Morelos just before years. that. Listen, listen, can you let me speak, please? Right. Uh, so that, that was my first point. Uh, I think the, the biggest turning point in the game is definitely Celtic's equaliser before half-time. I thought we dealt with Celtic, even though there was a few scary points, you know, in the game. It was an appalling uh, defensive error. Uh, Scott Brown was commended... You know, for the pass, it wasn't a pass. It was a kick out the park. I disagree. You know, I think that's a pass. Can I, can I speak, please? Yeah, you know, he was challenged. Okay. It was a kick out the park. Cardozo got in the wrong side of him, and uh, the goalkeeper came out when he really shouldn't have. He, he should have stood in his line. And to me, that Rangers were never the same in the game. They didn't. They didn't deal with the second half very well at all. When Celtic went down to 10 men, you're, actually Gordon's right, Gordon Dale's right, we should have got a forward player on at that point uh, to really maximise you know, the extra man. And I felt Celtic at that point were happy just to sit in, and you, they did sit in. They uh, played an expansive game, they sat in, but they were looking to sneak a goal, and once they sneaked a goal, if you look at how the game went in the last 20 minutes when they were in front, Celtic weren't even, they weren't even caring about a tank. They're already of the game one. They've shown they're the best side in the country. They've managed the game better than Rangers. But my positivity is, and I wasn't sure about Graham Murray, even up to before the day's game, I think he's done enough to, to get, the, get the job in the longer term. But what we have to do as a club and a board, we have to back him and we have to get rid of this short-termism and move forward and get a really mid to long term plan I'll just say before I get to Graham Murthy I'll just say that uh, by taking James Forrest off and bringing Eduard on I don't think that's Celtic sitting in 
Uh, it was a, a terrific substitution Made even more terrific by the fact Edward then scores the winning goal So I don't think Celtic were sitting in But uh, to go to Graham Murty I don't think uh, And I said this on Friday night I don't think today defines Graham Murty I think the job that he has done Thus far for Rangers Has been terrific But We'll see what happens With regard to the Scottish Cup uh, I think there's a greater pressure on him now Where the Scottish Cup is yeah. concerned And Rangers will go and have a think about it now Had he won today Then I would have thought that he was A certainty to be given a job on a permanent basis I think it's in the balance now it's, uh, For Graham Murty though You know I, I agree he's done he's done a pretty good job But if you look at The record now It's another defeat at home I mean how many is that now Since he's, he's took over Is that three Three or four defeats at home I think maybe three And no, I know it's against all, Celtic But All season long I can't, I can't speak just for Graham Murty That's 22 points dropped at home for, yeah. From Rangers this season Not all Graham Murty of course That's a huge problem for Rangers And I've I, on a Thursday I've mentioned it a few times Rangers ha- don't seem to have any problem Going away from Ibrox And in, in winning You know at places Hamilton, Ross County Even at Celtic Park They're getting a point At Ibrox The players can't handle when there's pressure And there's no doubt about it There was pressure on today You know when Celtic went down to 10 men That's real pressure yeah. When your fans are expecting you to win And it, it seemed like Rangers got worse When Celtic went to yeah. 10 men It seemed like nobody really wanted to take the responsibility To say I'm going to grab the game by the scruff of the neck I'll drag us across the finish line Rangers didn't have a player to do that When Celtic went to, went I, to I, 10 I men I think the, the, the biggest plus for me today Was Rangers competed It was a really really good old firm game And I, yeah. I think we said it umpteen times this is what we expect in an old forum games. You know, both of them to be at it. Yes, you can argue Rangers when the, you know, they went Celtic went down to ten men. They never did enough in front of goal. You know, they never created enough chances. The final ball was terrible. But I think I think the Rangers players will be in that dressing room absolutely. You know, disappointed, bitterly disappointed. They didn't take something out of the game. I mean, I mean. Uh, Brian's on there about the first save he had was, was the one that came off him. No, it wasn't. Two minutes before that, Morales is three with the keeper at the beat, and the keepers had a fantastic save. He said two great chances to equalise. You know, in the end, that's been costly. The second one in the 88th minute. Now, Graham Murty, you saw the pictures of him when they hit the post. He just couldn't believe it. Neither could, I would imagine, the 45,000 Rangers fans either. I think they'll be disappointed they never took at least a point out of the game. But can be disappointed all you like. The bottom line is Celtic have gone away with a 3-2 victory. Gordon D.L. Bryan on the line wasn't giving too much praise to Scott Brown for the lead-up to the second goal. What was your view of that? Yeah, I think uh, I think it was a terrific ball. It was the only ball he could really play. He was getting closed down. He's played a terrific ball over there. But you've got to, for Graham Murty, expect your defenders yeah. to deal with that. It's schoolboy defending. It really is. Dembele won't score an easier goal. And I know the caller said, well, you know, the goalkeeper shouldn't come off his line. I, I think he's he's made the decision. Uh, but Dembele's been calm, cool and collective and just lobbed the ball over him. I think that was, as somebody said, a big turning point because... It changes the half-time team talks. Brendan Rodgers then goes in there with a massive lift with these players. Murty, instead of getting in 2-1 up, he's getting in and saying, we have to lift it again. And as I said, I was disappointed in Rangers. No, Derek's talking about the two chances. Yeah, and they could have scored. But apart from that, in the 30 minutes plus that they had against a 10-man 10 10 Celtic, I would expect them to have a little bit more balls going into the box and a bit more chances, but all credit to Celtic, they've got the result. Michael's a Celtic fan in Greenock, hi Michael. Hi Gordon, thanks for taking it on. No Hiya, problem. 
Hi, uh, Derek and hi, Legend Ibrox. How you doing? Uh, just uh, three, three quick points. My first point, uh, the Dembele's goal, great goal. The goal for the to make it to each, and then the the my third point was. Uh, hold on, I'm tongue tied here. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm just I'm, I'm just ecstatic because we got a victory here. Uh, the, the the goalkeeper, you've got to commend the goalkeeper. A debut in an old firm game, and I thought he was absolute brilliant. And the other, the other thing is, Brendan Rodgers, he made a, he made one mistake putting down uh, Boyata on, but he made a he made a great substitution in bringing on Edward. To, what a wonder goal he won the game. Yeah, what do you uh, think of that, guys? Uh, uh, Celtic won in spite of, not because of, uh, Dedrick Boyata. He almost sold the the game uh, two minutes before Celtic won the game. Uh, so for me. Brendan has a blind spot where Bayata is concerned. I do not understand why he merits a game at all for Celtic. But 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 Celtic have won the league today uh, by virtue of the fact that Brendan Rodgers did not panic. He went a goal down after two minutes through a horrendous mistake. It set a dangerous tone, but he did not panic. Uh, at 2-1 down, uh, he did not panic and he got his reward with Dembele's goal. Uh, when he was 10 men v 11 He did not panic He thought things through So for me It's a personal triumph For Brendan Rodgers today By bringing on the players that he did By rearranging the team The way he did And uh, By bringing on Edward And having him score The winning goal Then it's just The perfect day For Brendan Rodgers Michael how are you feeling About the bigger picture Because all week This programme has gone something like this The Rangers fans phone in And say that they can win this game And it'll breathe life into the title race And this is the best chance they've had And then the Celtic fans phone in and say No chance, we'll put Rangers in their place And so on and so forth That's the way it's been all week So how are you feeling about the bigger picture right, now? The bigger picture is, Gordon There's only two words The league's over <laughs> so, I think that's one. four But uh, I take the your point over. Aye, but that's, I turn around and says that You've got to do your talking on the park You don't do your talking off the park Ranger fans know that Celtic fans know that But we proved today Ten Warriors there with, with ten men there is And a, I thought uh, I thought the would you call it was Willie Collum didn't have a very good game Michael but, there is a domino effect uh, I believe And the domino effect is that Celtic go on now and, and win the league But also they have Rangers to play in the semi-final And the domino effect will be I think that Rangers will go into that game Subconsciously thinking We can't beat Celtic We're going to hear from Graham Murty The Rangers manager The defeated Rangers manager This afternoon You want to hear his thoughts In the game Well they're coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Download the app And have a bookie In your back pocket Please gamble responsibly After the action It's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line There was so much pre-match talking ahead of Rangers against Celtic The game lived up to the hype It was Rangers 2, Celtic 3, 10-man Celtic 3 So much to discuss So many brilliant moments So many terrible moments Some moments of controversy as well And now it's over to you to let us know what you think We're going to get the thoughts of Graham Murty, Hugh Keevans Give us your reaction as soon as we hear them I've, I've just told the players in the change room You'll never have a better opportunity to go and win the game And... We've let that opportunity go away. We've we've let it go away by not being very very good at the basics and conceding three really poor goals. 
And to be fair, though, you know, some of your players performed very well indeed early on anyway. We did. We started really well. Um, obviously, the, the stadium gets rocking after we score a goal. But I thought after they, can, they scored their goal, um, which was, was poor fundamentally from us, we um, didn't get our composure back for 15, 20 minutes. Um, we go ahead again, and then the momentum really changes on the second goal, which is a is a basic error in schoolboy defending. And it's not even a case again. Chances, Morelos, for example, two sitters. Th those are the margins that you're looking at in these kind of games. They they managed to take theirs. We didn't, unfortunately, and we sat here ruining that. How tough does it take? It's the hardest one so far, um, because you're excited with the with the emotion of the game. You're excited with some of the play, not all of it. Um, and you've got a real good opportunity. Uh, and I, I just thought that, that we squandered a real good opportunity to apply some pressure. Um, but I've said to the players, th those are the margins at the top, top level. You can't afford to give good players space and time because they'll hurt you. And I thought they, they showed that very well today. The red card, I mean, for 34 minutes, you've got a chance. I mean, did your team kind of freeze a little bit? We, we, we were too slow in possession. We didn't look like us at that time. Um, too many touches, too straight. Um, too easy to defend uh, and we didn't actually shift the ball quickly or well enough to play through them and I thought the only time that we did actually do that we played into their box with, with good quality and good tempo we get the opportunity for Alfredo from five or six yards that we should take um, but we, we tried to apply pressure by lumping crosses into the box which isn't us and isn't how we've looked so we have to learn from that and, and actually be braver in the final third Typically honest assessment from Graham Murty uh, particularly when he says that he told the players they would never have a better chance and they blew it. Where I would dispute some of what he said, uh, he says three poor goals. Uh, Tom Roglic's goal is absolutely wonderful. Uh, you have to give credit to the players at times. And Edward's goal is wonderful as well. But, but listen, you managers will always tell you, they look any, at their team, any, don't any they? goal you lose, you know, it's... it's Poor defend. He wasn't closed down properly. He gave it away. They will all, you know, managers will always say that they should have done better defenders. But you're right. From us watching it, they're fantastic goals. But he's honest. He knows that was Rangers' chance. He knows they blew it. He will also know yeah. subconsciously that Celtic will take great strength from this, and that Celtic, who did not use Scott Sinclair, who did not use Charlie Masonda, who did not use Pat Roberts. Uh, Lee he, Griffiths injured of course Yeah Craig Gordon uh, They bring in a goalkeeper Who hasn't played any football For any club for four months And he's outstanding as well He knows Graham Murty That tonight A huge psychological change Has taken place And Celtic Are feeling very good now uh, About the semi-final To come against Rangers At Hamden That was Hugh Keevans We're also joined by Mark Wilson and Derek Johnson And Gordon DL Is still with us at Ibrooks as well Andy is a Rangers fan In Guruk Hi Andy Hi guys, how are you doing? Not bad Andy, how are you? More to not the point. Not bad, not bad. Oh, just a bit really, really disappointed with the result there. Um, it was a cracking game to watch to be honest, but it was still, it was, well, I'm still disgusted by Morelos' uh, miss coming into the game there to make it free each. Yeah. But I thought that the whole the whole team I thought were played really, really well. What my point is, is um, see at the start of the season, I'm sure a lot of people come on this show and said, Rangers were at least five years behind Celtic. Now, how long has Graham Murty been in that job? How long has uh, Rogers been in his job at Celtic? And what do you think the gap is now after watching can, the recent results with Rangers and how Graham Murty's getting on about his job? 
What do you think? What's the gap now with Rangers and Celtic? Well, Gordon Dale, you watched them both in person all season long. Answer that one first. Um, I, I think there's still a, a big gap, um, Gordon. And uh, evidence today is, if you look at, for instance, the two benches that Celtic have got at their disposal to bring on and obviously win the game with the substitution, um, one or two of the Rangers lads will be disappointed today. You know, you look at uh, Dockery, who, since coming here from Hamilton, has been terrific, made his debut today. I thought he he get caught up in the game. He was lost. He didn't know what he was doing at times. He didn't know where to go on a Rogic or a Cham. And, and Goss, for instance, everybody's talking about him as well. He gets substituted, poor game. I thought Murphy had a poor game as well, didn't get involved as much. Uh, I just think that Celtic have got this steel about them. Even when they get down to 10 men, they don't go negative. They're very positive. Brendan Rodgers, as you touched on, he's a very positive manager, believes in his players, very patient. They've just got the full package. You know, mm. even when down to 10, you're thinking, Celtic will carve something out here. They'll get a chance somewhere. And when they got that chance... They stuck it in the back of the net and they won the game. Yes, Murty keeps talking about, and I thought his interview was absolutely brilliant. I thought he was uh, really honest about his interview there. Um, but Murty keeps talking about we're on a journey. Sometimes that journey takes a long, long time. And just now, I think, if they lose to Celtic in the semi-final, they've got to sit down and say, where where do we begin this journey at the beginning of the season? Do they give Graham Murty the job and move forward and back him? Uh, because, to be fair to Graham Murty, he's done a terrific job. But if you're really going to stamp your authority in a club this size with the support and atmosphere it was in here today, you've really got to start going up against Brendan Rodgers and showing that you, you're, you're, you're able to beat him and just now I don't think Rangers have got that but the, the, pro- the problem with that Gordon is that's, that's Rangers now lost seven games at home mm-hmm. albeit two against Celtic and two against Hibs and then you've got Dundee St Johnston Hamilton you know, it, it's not only the, the Celtic games. If they win all of the rest of the, their other games, then there's there's not a huge gap. I still think there is a gap. But I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever. And Rangers are closing it, but there's still a fair wee distance away from. That was a great chance for Rangers today, certainly to get something out of the game. But as you said, he blew it, and Graham Murty, you can hear it in his voice. His players are disappointed. Well, they should be because they had the chance. Morelos, especially, if he's sitting there, should apologise to the rest of the his players there because Der, Der, it was an Der, absolute sitter that he missed. Yeah, answer, do you know, do you know the big problem? Sorry, Hugh, do you know the big problem here uh, watching this this afternoon? You're talking about Rangers' home uh, performances and how many games they've lost. I think the worst thing, thing that happened to them was Celtic going down to 10 men. Mm-hmm. I really do. Because Celtic Graham, defended better after yeah, that. And, yeah, and yeah. they sat in and Rangers didn't know where is 11 v 11 Celtic were having a go, Rangers were having a go. It was a terrific yeah. game. Rangers couldn't yeah. counter after that, could they? Because it just, the yeah, game didn't that, allow that's, it. That's, that's what I mean, that's that's what I mean Gordon. And didn't allow, and just let me uh, clear something up here. I know that there are debates about the setting off and the, the officials get a lot of uh, stick at times. It was a clear 100%. Yeah. Nobody will convince me that it's not. It was answer, a sending off. To answer Andy, the caller, who asks about the, the gap, the balance of power only shifts in the city of Glasgow and therefore in Scottish football when Rangers win the league. Until Rangers win the league, there is no shift in power. Celtic have now got seven in a row. The fans want ten. And... The balance of power is with Celtic and only shifts if Rangers win the title. Next season, the one after, the one after that, whatever. 
But that's what changes the the balance of power. But all he said was, well, he never, he never really said power. He said closing the gap. You know, and there, there was a huge the, one last season. The gap's <laughs> always going to be there, Derek. If Rangers can't beat Celtic, it's always going to be there. I mean, they need to find a way no, to beat Celtic. R- R- no, Rangers have to beat all the other teams as well. Of course, no, no, not only I, Celtic. I, I, obviously, that's the problem. obviously, your point stands, Derek. But th- there's a symbolism about this fixture, yeah, isn't there? Sure, if and when sure. Rangers get that win over Celtic, then it feels like sure. a, a yeah, different chapter. I go, I, yeah. go, I go along with that. Of course, I do. Yeah. Andy, you want to come back in? Yeah, sorry, I just um, another point. Graham Murray is still learning. He's still learning mm-hmm. to obviously be managing this team. He's came for the unders. He's came up to this level. Brendan Rodgers has been around Liverpool, Chelsea, the Celtics the past couple of years, and obviously doing a great job there. But Graham Murray's still learning, and he's going to get better. I, I firmly believe. I don't know if everybody, every Rangers fan will, will, will back me in this, but I firmly believe that this guy is bringing the team together. He's getting everybody playing for the jersey. It's not been like this for a long time. But Rangers, he definitely deserves to get the chance to, to manage them uh, on a full-time I mean, basis, to be given the backing at the end of the season, come the summer, give him some money, get the players in he wants, get the team together. Honestly, I, but, but, but I don't believe we're that far behind Celtic, to be honest, on the amount of money Celtic has generated through their Champions Leagues and uh, they're winning the, the leagues obviously over the past few years since we've been away from the top league we're where not that far behind sorry where I agree with you there about Graham Murty learning it was um, shown today you looked at Brendan Rodgers for instance all the experience in the world uh, being at top clubs and knows how he manage football clubs and he makes that substitution and it's a positive one Rangers are sitting there, um, Celtic go down to 10 men, and everybody in this stadium is screaming for Cummings to come on the pitch. Graham Murty, you're right, he's learning, because it is a massive step from going from under-20s to a manager of this club of this size and the pressure that's on it. And he waits to Celtic score before he brings on Cummings. I think a Brendan Rodgers and a Rangers dugout would have made that substitution right away. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Anthony says that was the Celtic of last season. The complacency that cost us too many points is no longer there. We can get back to playing how we can and showing the other teams it wasn't a fluke. Time to push on for a double treble. And Stephen says, I hope the SPFL had the potential buyers of the next TV rights at the game. Tremendous advert, even though my nails are down to the bone and my nerves are shot to... Oh, it's Mother's Day. I certainly can't read that word out on radio. Do you know know that's a a great point that the gentleman makes because the the contract's up for renewal. Uh, Neil Doncaster will have to uh, argue the case on behalf of the SPFL. It's a hard shift selling a one-horse race, but it's made easier for you when you have a two-horse race or a three-horse race and when you have games that look like that. And just to sum up our world on a day like this, Hugh Keevans, the Hugh Keevans who has spent all week tipping Rangers, all week pointing out Celtic's deficiencies. Lass Amp is on Twitter, says, same old Hugh, always pro-Celtic. <laughs> Go figure. Anyway, 01419511025. Uh, let's hear a bit more from Graham Murty, shall we? Brendan Rogers, we will bring you his interview as soon as we possibly can. These are the further thoughts of the Rangers boss, though. It's a big opportunity that we have we've failed to grasp. Uh, I'm not sure that when you're looking along your career that those opportunities come along too often. Um, but we have to regroup and go again because I said to the players, every single person and probably their dog will tell us everything they've done wrong and all the fundamental things that are wrong with the football club. And we can't afford to let one bad result wash away all the thing, all the good work that we've done up until this point. You felt up good momentum, I mean, psychologically, you're worried that no. this, this can affect them? No, not at all. I've got a group of players in there that are hurting, that are frustrated and, and wanted to do better. 
but we have to learn from it and the measure of the team will be how well we bounce back from that. I've already said that to them. Um, I've got no doubt in as to the character of the group, but we've got another opportunity fairly soon to go and reveal that. So we need to get back onto the training ground and back together as a group. I haven't, I, haven't talked, I haven't talked about the title once. You guys are talking about the title as is, as is your one and as is your job, but as is your role. My job is to look after this group of players. Um, we want to push on and, and narrow the gap and, and push on up the league and can be competitive. Until the league is over, we'll continue to fight as hard as we can. But my main aim is to improve where we are from where we were. But I reiterate, we will improve from this. Sometimes these knockbacks actually make you stronger as a group and make you a little bit hungrier to go and succeed. That was a massive chance for put pressure on Celtic. Serious pressure. Could you see that? I said that when I first came in. We're in a great opportunity. We haven't taken it. And every single supporter walking away from here will be as down as me. But the difference is I've got an opportunity to do something about it come Monday morning, making sure that group of players don't stay in the doldrums too long. Thank you. Oh, sorry. He's just been to hospital for an x-ray. We're waiting for that back. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it come back yet. So as soon as I have it, I'll give it back to you. Again, honesty, an opportunity that Rangers failed to grasp. Uh, but I'm always reminded of the words of Martin O'Neill when he became Celtic manager and he said, Rangers are the benchmark. Rangers are always the benchmark for Celtic and Celtic are always the benchmark for Rangers. And today, Brendan Rodgers put down a huge psychological marker. Well, we're going to hear from the victorious Celtic boss. We'll hear from Brendan Rodgers after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Derek Johnson are here with me Gordon Duncan uh, Gordon Dieller, are you still at Ibrooks? You've not been turfed out yet? I'm still here watching the Seagulls oh, That's fine, I'll, I'll keep you till about midnight then if you don't oh, mind brilliant. Get your we thoughts. can talk about this game to midnight well, to be honest That is true, for once we have so many talking points We've already heard the thoughts of Graham Murty So let's hear what Brendan Rodgers made of it all, shall we? It was a big step for us though To go nine points clear with a game in hand um, But still a lot of work for us to do But... Um, I think when you come to one of your rivals it's, um, and, and perform like we did and you know be up against it, we, we obviously we 10 men for 30 minutes of the game, then uh, you're entitled to celebrate. So um, great victory for us and um, I thought we deserved it. And you had to dig in, but uh, given all things, you seemed to play better when you were down to 10 men? Not really, no. I thought we played well with 11 men. I thought we were the better footballing team. Um, we had to cope with a lot of long balls, direct play, you know, with, with Morellis. We made a couple of mistakes, of course, defensively. Um, but uh, but we have always got that threat going forward and our intent is to, to be aggressive in our attack. Of course, when we go to 10 men, you see the players are calm. You know, we have a plan when we go to 10 men and that was clear, I think, in the game. You could see what the players uh, were doing, uh, but whilst also having the goal threat. So... Uh, so yeah, I thought they, uh, they dealt with that final 30 minutes of the game really, really well and uh, yeah, very proud. Would you not mean that save at the end justified the means as well getting through into the team? Yeah, delighted for him because when we brought him in he, um, he's been absolutely brilliant in training but of course how it works for goalkeepers is that it's, it takes something to happen for them to get an opportunity but um, 
he didn't have too much time to think about it. Obviously, we gave him an idea last night that he may be playing, but it was only officially this morning that we said, listen, your first game for Celtics at Ibrox. So, um, but I thought his performance, the nerve that he showed, you know, his calmness, uh, and like you say, his agility, you know, the one that uh, he makes the save and then it comes up back off the post, he's up again for the second one. So, uh, I'm delighted for him and uh, that'll give him big confidence now as a, as a Celtic player. You're just listening to Brendan Rodgers talking about, you know, the calmness and, oh. and so on. We, all, we always hear about the importance of psychology and mentality in football. How important is that side of it that Brendan Rodgers has built up? Where you go to the home of your biggest rivals, some yeah. people, not not everyone, some people are doubting you get into the game. You fall behind twice, uh-huh. and you then go down to ten men, but you don't panic. You know, everyone went on pre-match about the cheering in the Rangers dressing room when the Scottish Cup semi-final draw was made, and I said to you, Brendan Rodgers always sees his job as being the man who gives the players information, the man who creates the plan. And as he said, when they went down to 10 men, the players remained calm because they had a plan. And the whole afternoon underlined the fact that Brendan Rodgers Celtic found the style of play and the conviction and the temperament that they had all of last season. They rediscovered it today. Nothing phased them. And it showed that the gap between Rangers and Celtic is not just measured in points. It is measured in that ability to absorb information and to carry out the plan. Brian's a Celtic fan from Stirling. Hi, Brian. Hi, good afternoon, guys. Uh, just down here at my local pub, Vinny's in the Ratlock, uh, <laughs> enjoying, enjoying a wonderful few beverages after the game. Um, for me, I mean, I, I, I spoke to the guys uh, during the week and we you know, we touched on a few um, a few points. And, and I mean, I, I want to first of all congratulate both teams for putting on a great Scottish football spectacle um, because the world was watching. And it's good that um, Rangers have pulled their socks up and become a better team than what they were last year. But then, you know, my 15-year-old laddie could have made them a better team than they were last year. And a wee bit of respect um, was was due and given to the Rangers team the way that they were. Say, say Celtic, say as a Celtic fan, I wouldn't say that. But what I don't agree with is listening on there to Mr Murty. Mr Murty could have taken a lesson in class and he could have said, instead of saying the three goals that Celtic scored were bad goals to lose, he could have said that it was three good, expansive footballing goals. Because the two goals that Celtic lost were mistakes, by uh, defensive mistakes. Now, take the goals aside, Celtic played well within themselves and Rangers played a good game. So it was a 50-50 game that Celtic won 3-2. Now, at the end of the day... This league is over. We we agreed, Hugh. I'm sure you you remember. We agreed. Celtic won today. This league is over. Yeah. But what it does do is it gives Celtic a front foot on the rest of the season to to um, use that as a as a springboard to get off this. And I, I don't know where the, the creeped in for. I don't know where where the um, you know like the, the teams that are playing against us are maybe trying harder. That maybe. Watching, they're watching the, the, the way that Celtic play and try and press them. But today, I felt we were well within ourselves, and to get allowed that um, allowed that space for me, the man in the match. And I mean, nobody's mentioned that for me, the man in the match was the, the Mister Invincible himself, Scott Brown. I thought Scott Brown 
orchestrated everything. And for the boy that said in your show earlier on that it was a punt up the park, it was a beautiful pass to odds on. And, and odds on put the ball in the net to win it. No, it was actually, uh, are you talking about Dembele? Yeah, Dembele's equaliser. Dembele's equaliser, I thought it was a great pass. I thought he picked him out beautiful and, and he found, no, that's defensive errors by Rangers. No, it's no, it's good work by our forward play. No, let me... You can always have a bit of both, can you? Let me pick, you, you've made several points, Brian, let me pick my way through them. Uh, I, I did say at the end of the game, that is the league title one, only... Uh, a fool would suggest that Celtic with a 9 point advantage A game in hand And a goal difference superior by 13 at the moment uh, Would slip up in the league uh, I did think that Scott Brown came into his own When Celtic went down to 10 men He hadn't been having an outstanding game up until then But he then turned into the Scott Brown uh, of old The only point I would take issue with Brian Is that you know, Graham Murphy doesn't lack class I said after listening to his interview that I would dispute that it was three poor goals. I would suggest that uh, Rogic's goal and Edward's goal were both uh, outstanding pieces of work, and Dembele finished clinically. So, so you agree with me? Yeah, but no. But having said that, the the manager of Rangers when losing to Celtic doesn't say. Uh, first of all, gentlemen, I must applaud Celtic for their wonderful goals. You know, I don't think the man lacks class. I think he's he's been very honest and said there was a great opportunity missed by Rangers uh, they would never have a better chance to beat Celtic and they blew it so he'd be very honest he's not obliged to speak about how wonderful the Celtic goals were he's obliged to examine his team's part in them but I think he's wrong I think they were terrific goals but that doesn't mean the man lacks class you know that the man is in the newspapers this morning speaking about his father Eddie uh, a lifelong Celtic supporter there was a time when a Rangers manager, interim or otherwise, would never ever have owned up to that. I think the man is a decent man from a decent family who is simply trying to put across his values. I do not think for a moment that he lacks Hugh, class. Hugh, we're talking about today. We're talking about what you just said on your show five minutes ago. Uh-huh. Now, I'm, I'm talking about if, if he's a football man, and I believe he is a football man because of what he's done, I'm giving him the respect, and I'm sure that, that other Celtic fans will say, that he's given, the, he's given the respect to what he's done to Rangers in the short time he's been there. But what he can do is show the class that Mr Rogers came on and said that two minutes after him. All I'm asking for is that he doesn't deride the three wonderful goals that Celtic scored yeah, today but, to but, win uh, a pressure say, match. Yeah, a say, pressure match. Yeah, and you, uh, and you, uh, said, you said on this show the other night there that Celtic are there to be beaten. Yeah. Well, and they were. Hugh, Hugh. You, the weren't they and they didn't they? That's what I'm saying to you Yeah but, the, but I'm saying to you That they were With Boyata's dreadful start to the match And Boyata Two minutes before Celtic scored the winner Almost sold the jerseys as well So Almost So Celtic were there And that's why Brett, um, Graham Murphy was saying That they'd never have a better opportunity However I'm saying to you That Celtic showed all the composure The temperament The ability and they kept calm in the face As Gordon said They went behind twice They went down to 10 men Nothing phased them The only point I'm making to you Brian Is that because Graham Murphy doesn't say Those are three wonderful goals from Celtic That doesn't mean the man lacks class uh, Gordon DL What did you make of Scott Brown's performance Brian wants to talk about his uh, afternoon 
Yeah, I thought Scott Brown had a good afternoon, especially last 30 minutes when they went down to 10 men. I think Mark Wilson touched on it, uh, just listening to him saying he's, he has this knack of appearing in the right positions at the right time uh, and, st- and breaking down the attack of Rangers. And uh, I thought, you know, typical Scott Brown captain decided to dig in, but I thought the midfield, the man of the match in the middle of the park for me was Cham. I thought he was absolutely outstanding this afternoon. And when you've got Cham playing at that forum, and you've got Scott Brown working the way he can, especially in the last 30 minutes when he took on the responsibility of being the Celtic captain, then it's very hard to break down. That's what Rangers found hard to do. 01419511025. Still another hour to get your call in. Share your thoughts with us. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well, and we'll hear from both managers after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Make a nil-nil draw into a massive win. Please gamble responsibly. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line. 0141-951-1025. Mark Wilson, Hugh Evans, and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan in the studio. Gordon DL still hanging on in there at Ibrox. I think we'll keep him there until he gets thrown out. Does that seem fair? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Okay. Let's have a vote. Hands up if he wants to stay there. Yes. Oh, yes. Four. Well done. Okay. I'm lucky Gordon. Show of hands works yeah, on radio. It doesn't here though. What's that? You get some you get Two bouncers, yeah. Throwing me out. Can I still hear singing in the stadium? Yeah, I don't know. There's people below, I think. Uh, they've had one or two sherbets and uh, right, decided okay. to wait for the next game. It was that good. Fair enough. Okay, don't go one four one nine five one one zero two five to share your thoughts. It was a 3-2 victory at Ibrox for Celtic. One of the other big talking points, of course, was that red card. What did Brendan Rodgers make of that and some of the other aspects to today's game? Listen up. Yeah, I've watched it again. I can see why he's given it. Normally the centre-half's coming across and and looking to to fight for his space with the striker and normally you see defenders they have a straight arm um, Jojo's arm was 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 slightly bent and of course he he then uh, his elbow catches him so um, I can see why it was given um, but it's unfortunate for Jojo but again it uh, put us under maybe a little bit of pressure but we cope with that really well Yeah I've said all along he's a big talent you know, he uh, he's one of the best young players I've worked with. You know, he has everything: touch, movement, speed, work ethic, natural, inbuilt brain for football. And then in that situation, you know, I see it every day in training. His quality to go either way, but to show that composure and go on the inside and finish like that, so um, it really endears himself to the supporters by scoring a goal like that, especially here at Ibrox. So uh, delighted for him, but just delighted for the team. You know, a lot of noise coming into the game, but the the guys kept the humility and had to come from twice from behind in the game, um, and then they they come up with a brilliant brilliant win. You've won a few of these games now. Is that a satisfying win against Rangers? Yeah, yeah, definitely because the odds are against you at times. That was like a game I watched when I was growing up. You know, watching Celtic Rangers games with lots of drama, um, and like you say, we we. We made a mistake early on to, to go behind um, and then eventually well, we're behind twice. So, uh, But it gives me great pride in the team after a performance like that because not only did we, we play well in, in in the game but we showed that toughness and character that you need. Uh, and, and in fairness to Rangers, they've been in really good form. So they come into this game probably at the height of their, their confidence levels. So for us to then go on and win the game and win it with 10 men was... Was, it was really, really an immense performance. So there you are. Brendan Rodgers understands 
the historical significance of the fixture. And this reminded him of his youth in Northern Ireland watching epic Celtic Rangers matches. Uh, and he has now been involved in one. And he also uh, has created history because Jockstein couldn't win four in a row at Ibrox. Martin O'Neill couldn't win four in a row at Ibrox. But Brendan Rodgers now has. And he was absolutely honest about the red card. There was no attempt to say that any mistake yeah. had been made. Mm. So he has said it was a deserved red card. He understands why the assistant referee said it should be a red card. And he understands why Willie Collum brandished the red card. But the final point I'd make is he speaks about Odson Eduard the quality of the goal that he scored and he says that will endear him to the supporters. Does it endear him to Celtic enough for them to pay the money for him? Mark, you're shaking your head and I know Mm. it doesn't come down to these moments but I would imagine there will be some Celtic fans out there who after seeing that today go, "Ah, you know what, I wasn't sure before but sign that boy up. Yeah, there will be because that's what a goal in the old firm (laughs) does for you and especially Ibrox and the winner but those those people need to realise it's eight million. Is it eight million quid? Uh, somewhere around seven. Is, is, the, is the fee quoted? I mean, no, I, as good a goal as it was, and he does look a wee bit more lively in past weeks. What about Brendan Rodgers' point no. though about because of the age? So you know, eight million. You know, for a 27, 28, 29 year old is maybe one thing, but because he's so young, the potential and all the rest of it. Again, no. I just think it's a, a a lot of money. I mean, you think of some of the players that have been bought for Celtic over the years and have for a lot of money, but They've came got and a lot done of money. it. I, yeah, I know, but Edward has he really done it? I, I mean, if he's came here and he's you know playing every week, he's scoring every week. He then you can go. You can goal, go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exceptional for the goal. But he's not played yeah. enough, nearly yeah. enough, and he's not shown nearly enough. If but then he was gun, never gone though, was he? Because it was in front of him. If there's more of that, what he showed today, yeah. then you would then go. Like yeah, but Absolutely. I mean, it's been it's been too few. Well, few and far and far listen, you, you talk about eight million pound. If, you, if you're signing an eight million pound player, you've got to pay him the wages yeah, on top of that as well. So it's not a seven million pound deal. Is it a four year deal? It could be an eleven, twelve million pound deal. Billy's a Rangers fan. In Berlamuk He's been hanging on For quite a while Hi Billy How you doing lads How are you Billy What's your on your mind tonight My point is about Graham Murphy He keeps going to We'll sort this out On Monday in training He could have sorted This out today Firstly Morelis Should have been known For the start In my opinion Should have been uh, Cummins He's a man That's scoring mm. goals Secondly The two each game He waits uh, Two each Sorry It was uh, the Celtic score He brings Cummins on Everybody can see Cummins should have been on At least For the Starting the game or in at, uh, at half to, uh, time. So to me, he's no go- he's not, Mr. Murphy's no go to. Gordon, is that a fair point? Amazing. Sorry, Billy, I was just going to get so you can go on to your next point. Gordon, is that fair or is it with the benefit of hindsight there, because there, we know that Morelos missed a sitter? Yeah, there's part of it fair, uh, Gordon. Um, I think that I don't blame him for starting Morelos because I thought that's what he would yeah. do. Uh, but when you go, you know, you've got Celtic down to 10 men. That was the difference, and I touched on it about Brendan Rodgers. He makes the substitution quickly, a positive one, wins a game. Everybody in this stadium that supported Rangers when uh, Celtic went down to 10 men were crying out for Cummings and really have a go at Celtic. He waited till it was 3-2, and then Celtic just packed the uh, the 18-yard box and says, he will not break us down, and it left no room for Cummings at all. Would I start at Cummings? No, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I agree with Murty in that one. I think he got that right. Morelis has missed a terrific chance at the end. In fact, missed two chances. He really should score with both of them. But um, I thought the substitutions, where managers make 
their money is changing games and making big decisions. And I thought Murty waited too long to make that decision. You want to come back in there, Billy? I agree with what Gordon says, but part of it I don't. But at the end of the day, Morales has missed sitters. Every time he plays against Celtic, he's missed sitters. I mean, at the end of the day, you're paying a lot of money for a guy. you got a manager, you should manage. And if, he's going to, if he can't put his best 11 on the park, and then he's Cummins and goal. Cummins with a back heel down there for that, that distance. That's the kind of guy, he's a big time player. And the, the managers is definitely no good. It's, if they're 10 men, he can't change it. Even put Cummins on them. Only Morelis and take the game to Celtic. He sat back and sat back and then waited till it's too late, three two, and Celtic got the third. We won the game because we we didn't have the ball to take the game to them and win the game. Derek, That's why we never got Rangers manager. Derek, I think overall, if if you were able to, to sort of step back, you would say that for the vast majority of the game, Alfredo Morelos gave the Celtic backline a really tough afternoon. He put himself about. He forced Boyata into making mistakes, but. We often remember big moments rather than the overall yeah, picture. Don't I, I, th- I think that's the reason he played. You know, before Cummings because he does that. that that's not Cummings' game. You know, getting in about centre forwards and tackling them and you know jumping with them and everything else. That's Morelis' job. And you know, who's to say that he's, he's got two chances? You know, to, to equalise in the game and he's missed both of them. I agree. With, I agree with you're saying. That uh, he should have brought him on after Celtic went at ten minutes. Men. I, I would agree with that. We had a Rangers supporter on earlier who. Put the case forward for giving Graham Murty the job now because of what he's done to yeah. close the gap. Now we've got a Ranger supporter, Billy, saying that he does not want Murty to have the job. That's what happens when mm. you lose to Celtic. But, but that's the difference with a manager, Hugh. You know, if he scores the two of them and they win the game, he's a yeah. hero. Yeah, you know, but yeah. he doesn't score. But, and, uh, and then all of a sudden you're now, not wanted now anymore. The cup is very important to Graham Murty because I believe that the callers we've had so far <laughs> underline my belief that his job is now in the balance. And he needs to win the Scottish Cup We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well Scott says I would sign Eduard Paying for potential uh, But another one here from Matthew Kerr says More important is to sign up Tom Rogic On a bumper deal A world class goal Now the big piece of team news Early on Was Scott Bain Wasn't it? No one expected it No one knew that Doris De Vries Had an injury problem Scott Bain had been brought in He hadn't played in a few months And all of a sudden Thrust into the game Let's hear from him I woke up just this morning with a text, obviously I knew that, that Doris might have been struggling. Um, I woke up with a text at 8 o'clock this morning just saying that, that I'll be playing. Um, so I had plenty of time to get myself right and uh, focused on the game. And obviously losing that goal very early, what was that like in the head? Um, we spoke about all the, the scenarios before the game and, uh, in terms of what might happen. Um, and going a goal down was one of them. And We all know that... that the game was 90 minutes so it was early to lose a goal but we were calm we were composed I think you saw that after the goal we, we kept the ball um, and it was nothing that we weren't prepared for and now you're a hero and a lot of supporters minds, but certainly <laughs> your colleagues the players these saves right at the end of the game <coughs> in particular I don't know about that but um, I just come in and, and I didn't want to try and do too much just uh, enjoy the experience of the game and I enjoyed every minute of it um, I suppose you only enjoy it when you win um, but yeah I was glad that I could contribute to the win but I thought the boys the goals were unbelievable today when the ball hit the post and rolled on the line what was that? when the ball hit the post and rolled yeah. on the line what did you think? could you believe he missed? I don't know I just saved, I saved the first one and just looked up and saw and I was like oh no <laughs> and then luckily uh, he's hit the post and I was just up that I could just scramble and, and catch it just before the line you just expecting the ball to hit the net at that stage? Yeah, sort of, but I just had to know that 
had to try and get up just in case anything anything happened. And luckily for me that he's hit the post and it's just rolled along the lines. I just managed to get there. A text. Imagine you yeah. woke up, Hugh Kevens, um, got your your wind up Nokia out, eventually yeah. fired it up, and a text to say that you're playing today it, it, at Ibrox. It need to be a pigeon sent to my kitchen. Well, he's uh, sixty. They don't want to get a game, but, is he? That's but true. what a remarkable story this is. Here we have Scott Bain at Dundee, falling out with Neil McCann. Apparently, not a difficult thing to do. And he is ostracised at the club so much so that they decide to. Ship him out to Hibs Then he becomes a pawn in a game On transfer window day uh, <laughs> Rocks up with his Hibs tracksuit yes. on To sign for Celtic Yes and He'd then, had his pre-match meal for Hibs that Yeah, after. played Muller that night yeah. <laughs> And then On the day That Celtic play Rangers at Ibrox He finds out that he's going to make his debut for Celtic In that match It's a remarkable story He would not have been there He would not be part of Celtic folklore Had it not been for an argument with Neil McCann Incredible stuff indeed Well Paul's a Celtic fan And Pollock Shaw's on the line Paul what's your point tonight? Hi there Paul Hello Right obviously I'm delighted With the result But um, I wanted to phone in Because I, I really took exception To Willie Collum's performance In the second half Now Hugh You always say When people phone in To complain after they've got beat That you only ever phone in When you've got beat To complain about the referees So I'd appreciate it If you're ready to make, Let me make my point And you don't try and Divert me onto something else About oh do you want to talk About your team or anything like that but I thought that Willie Collins' performance in that second half was terrible. I thought that it was like, every time they were coming together, he was blown up for a Rangers free kick. There was one with Windass, when Windass uh, pulled, uh, I can't remember which player's jersey it was, but he pulled, might have been Rogic's jersey, and he blew up and he gave a free kick for Rangers. I think it was Cham, if it's Cham the same incident. Right, it was Cham, yeah. So I remember that the guy was phoned in earlier on, I've had a few uh, drinks for watching the game as well, so my memory's a wee bit um, <laughs> compromised. But... Um, I just thought that Willie Collins' performance was terrible, and I'm, I consider myself a fair-minded fan. You know, I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that will phone in and rant and rave about the referees. But watching that game today, I thought his performance was terrible in the second half. And when he booked the Celtic goalie as well, it was like he couldn't wait to get the card out. It was like six seconds bang, and he was out with the yellow card. Do you know what I mean? I just thought it was it was terrible, and I thought I thought it was actually. Stop Celtic from playing. So are you ta- you're talking, going. Paul. You're talking generally then, rather than just the, the the red card decision. The red card decision, I agree with. That was a red card. I'm not disagreeing with that. But I just thought um, in that second half, it, you know, he was running about mad and he was just blown up for everything and anything. I, I, I think you've maybe got a fair point there. But remember him, you know, two minutes before half time when he could have blown for a foul on Scott Brown when he cleared the ball, and he allowed play to go on, and Celtic got the equaliser. You know, I, I thought I thought he did a better than average game today. What they call him? Just to go back, was it a game of two halves even for the referee? Hugh <laughs> even uh, says that. I, I said to you while the game was going on, Willie Collum is now having an erratic afternoon. He was fine in the first half. There, it's right to highlight the advantage that he played, which allowed Celtic to equalise. He was fine, but after the ordering off, which. Even Paul, the Celtics supporter, agrees was an ordering off, and Brendan Rodgers agrees it was an ordering off. After we that, said he could see why it was given. Yeah, after that, but he fell apart, and it, it was hard to understand. the The foul that was given against Celtic, which Paul mentioned, was never ever a foul. Uh, he just started to get things wrong on a consistent basis. Uh, the booking of the goalkeeper for time wasting. Well, you know. I don't think he rushed to get his card out. You know, I don't think he was deliberately trying to think of an excuse to book Scott Bain or any other Celtic goalkeeper, uh, any other Celtic player. 
but, but, but yep. his performance The word I used Paul When we were speaking during the game I said he's gone erratic now He's just all over the place After the ordering off Yeah Paul on you go Right well I'll, I don't agree with you In the, the yellow card for the keeper Stu. I thought it was really quick To get his card out I thought it was really quick To get his card out A lot of times in the second half For Celtic players And a lot of the guys That, that you know, are watching it with me as well Felt the same way um, but, but if I can just come back to one thing that was said before I phoned in there about um, Edward for uh, six or eight million or whatever it was, mm-hmm. I would pay five million for John McGinn tomorrow after watching him the other night uh, before I would pay a million for Edward. Mm. Uh, listen, I'd, I've got to agree with you there, Paul. I think Edward, great goal, shows flashes that he could be, you know, potentially in the future a good player. Eight million, no so sure, but no, I agree with you with McGinn. I think every game you're seeing him play now. His price, his price has gone up and up. He's a strong midfielder, and um, and I think he would fit well into that Celtic side. Where, if you're talking about Brown and Cham, who've got a nail down, and Armstrong who's behind yeah, them, yeah, yeah, Brown in the pecking uh, order. But uh, you know, Browning and Cham, especially the way the age Brownie's getting to now, and his injuries yeah. in the past, he's not going to play every game. Um, I know he's a leader, but there's going to be games in the next year or two that he's going to start missing. Um, because of just his general age and the way he plays the game. So McGinn to come in um, for him would be, I think, would be a positive side. Mark's in Cumbernauld. Hi, Mark. Hello. What's your point tonight, Mark? Uh, some, I think somebody's already touched on it. It's the Jason Cummins situation. Mm-hmm. I think they made a big mistake. They should have had Cummins on right after Celtic scored, uh, put pressure on Celtic because he's sliding fast and I thought he'd have done something. And it's a bit of Fredo Morelos. He just seems to miss chance after chance. Uh, Gordon, already, and we're only a couple of months into Alfredo Morelos' time here in Scotland. Well, a few, certainly a few months now. He's already developing this reputation as somebody who does score a lot of goals, yeah. but just needs a lot of chance chances to do it. Yeah, it's a great saying. You know, people will say, "Well, he was in the right place at the right time, Gordon." But you can only get away with that for so long, especially when it's the big games, the important chances. He had two today. Yeah, the first one. I've got to give credit to the goalkeeper. Uh, Morelis, if, if the goalkeeper doesn't save, it's going in the back and it hits a target. And Christopher Iyer makes life hard for him, yeah, doesn't he? Because yeah. he actually gets a wee nick yeah, on it when he comes the, across. But the second one is a killer for him. Uh, that's the one he'll be remembered for for a long, long time. Uh, it's a it's a complete sitter. Um, I disagree with... Uh, it's OK after the match saying, well, we should have started with Cummins. I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Morelis was the right choice. I think Graham Murty called his team right. Um, where I think he got it wrong like the rest of the Rangers supporters was when it went to 10 men get Cummings on the pitch and have a go at Celtic and you become a bigger goal threat he waited till it was too late Is there even a, a, a statement to be made there Mark you know where um, almost as if because the, the, the sending off just happened if you if you get that substitution on straight away it sends out yeah. a message almost right you know we're, we're going, going for, for it. it we're going for it and I think the, the Celtic players would have thought that way as well you know we're down to 10 men oh here comes another striker it's going to be backs against the wall here we need to dig in but nothing nothing happened in that period after the sending off Celtic were so comfortable yeah. that was unbelievable yeah, De- yeah. Derek that'll be the thing the, the gap between the sending off and those Morelos chances that was too long wasn't it that, that's what Graham Murty was, was getting Ab- at absolutely right and, and as much as Celtic defended better Rangers seemed to panic for some strange reason there was no space for them because Celtic defended well but on the break they were giving Rangers problems you know 70, 71 minutes was when uh, Cummings came on, so he was getting 19 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, 
And I think I think the lads are right. I think the majority of people, you're right. Brendan Rodgers would have brought him on right away if Rangers had gone down to ten men. He, he would have changed it right away to do that. But but it, it didn't happen for him. But again, you don't know that Morelos is going to have two great chances. One the keeper saves well, and the other one you miss from three yards. It's classic benefit of the hindsight job. Oh. You know, it is the, the game's lost, then quibble with the team selection. You know, when the teams were announced. From Friday night onwards, from the announcement of Alfredo Morelos extending his contract, from then on, everyone believed that he should start the match. And now it's over and done with and he's yeah. missed the sitter of all time. Everyone then reserves the right to say, they should have started with him. I think more people are, are talking about getting the two of them together. more getting comings on quicker team, yeah. rather than the start. Yeah. Uh, Gordon DL, the sound of the seagulls is... Quite um, worrying there from Ibrooks. I'm a bit concerned about your well-being. The stadium emptied quite a long time ago. I will probably send you on your way. So give us have, your. Have you got Alfred Hitchcock beside you? <laughs> <laughs> give, give us your final thoughts then on what you witnessed this afternoon. My final thoughts is I've just witnessed one of the best uh, Old Firm games in a long, long time, Gordon. Both sides have got to be congratulated. You know, five goals sending off. The talking points will go on for weeks and weeks. But I'm going to leave you with this thought that will keep you on to twelve o'clock tonight. I totally disagree with everybody in the studio and the people that phoned in. For once, I thought the officials had a terrific game today. I thought the, the big calls they got right. Yes, there was one or two little niggly tackles that you would say could go either way. I thought Wally Collum had a good game. Good luck for the rest of the show, guys. OK, thank you to Gordon DL. He's on his way home from the game at Ibrooks. We want to take more of your calls, so get them in 0141 951 1025 and we'll get back to the phones after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com where points dropped could be pounds won. Please gamble responsibly. After they play... You have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Derek Johnson are here And they are ready and waiting to take your call So share your thoughts in today's game 0141 951 1025 We're on Twitter as well of course uh, Scott wants to see the end of what he calls Dumb and Dumber Not my words Playing at centre half He says Boyata and Yozo are liabilities Can't believe the performance from Boyata Fraser McNeil's on Just hearing the Morelos missing a lot of chances argument the boy's 21 he's played for a year now with no real break are people forgetting that he's played so much for us it's time he gets a break let us know your thoughts on the phone lines as well let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rogers, shall we talking about Scott Brown and that decision to bring on Odson Edward big game player like I said they all understand how we work when we go to 10 men um, and obviously Scott is the captain he can dictate that message um, but it's important that everyone understands that, and I think you've seen that that calmness from the players. You know, they knew exactly what they were doing and uh, and carried it out perfectly. Yeah. Well, I think so. You can either work two ways. You know, I, I think that you lose a man, you can either put on more defensive and then sit and, and wait for the game and see what happens. But I always feel that in that moment, you put on a, an extra attacker, you know, reshuffle your, the balance in your team. Because the other team, they then look to force more players forward into the game. And I think you could see with Rangers, they probably they ran out of ideas a little bit. So both full-backs were gone. You put your two strikers on, have two, that, that gives it 2v2 and half a pitch. And, uh, and I'll fancy 
Odson and Moussa Dembele, 2v2 and half a pitch against most centre-halves. So, um, so, yeah, so they they worked it brilliantly and, and like you say, that, that was the sort of thinking behind it. I can go defensive, but my, my intent is always to is to attack and eight times out of ten, you, uh, you know, you'll uh, hopefully succeed that way. I mean, that's brave. That's a huge decision and uh, on a huge... In a huge game You know To go two ways And to have the ball To do that First and foremost He's got the players to do it Because like he says If he puts Edward And Dembele on against Most centre halves Have got the pace And the power To beat them But it's one thing Think that in your head And another thing Going ahead and doing it So um, You've got to give them Huge respect For doing that And thinking No I'm not going to Park the bus I'm not going to defend We can still win this And that's I mean that's the confidence His teams gave him Over the years And his players Because they do deliver um, so it was a great decision And he, he got that big call spot on Rangers worst, worst part of the game Was when Celtic went down to 10 men yeah. You know they lot of the ball Without doing an awful lot with it And you look at Celtic's third goal Just a punt over the top Where was Tavin here? He was 50 yards further up the park You know and and, and uh, Odson's gone in and, and scored a fantastic goal And that's what and that's what Brendan Rodgers knew Because Rangers will be Pushing their forwards up You get two men up On the inside left And inside right position And just feed them Or go over the top They've got the pace To beat anybody anyway And it was a fantastic goal Joe's a Celtic fan In Crookston Hi Joe Hello Paul What's your Hi, point I'm tonight? a very happy Celtic fan In Crookston today I can imagine What what in particular Made you happy? Well well, I've got a couple of points I'd like to make. The first one's really just an observation. Uh, I watched the match on Sky and they threw up the statistics that Rangers had 51% of the possession and Celtic had 49. Now, bearing in mind that Celtic played a third of the match with 10 men and I'd have expected Rangers to have more possession than that. What's your thoughts on that? Well, you heard uh, what Brendan Rodgers had to say there. The substitution that he made uh, was a positive one, bringing on Odds and Eduard. Uh, and it gave Rangers something to think about because they've got Dembele and Eduard, uh, and they're occupying their minds and, and uh, keeping the ball, and uh, it it shook Rangers up. And after the ordering off, Rangers didn't look the same again. Okay. See, these the, the stats don't mean an awful lot. You know why? Because twenty four hours earlier, I'd watched Liverpool against Manchester United, and Liverpool had sixty eight percent possession. And lost the game 2-1 yeah. It's yeah. what you do with your possession that matters no, Sorry, passing the ball at the back Four or five passes and taking your time It's what you do in front of the goal that matters I'd also like to make a, a point about uh, the goalkeeper Scott Bain Who I thought had a, an excellent debut for Celtic um, Now bear in mind that Neil McCann Get rid of him was For whatever reason it was And Dundee's position in the SPFL just now Do you think that's a Maybe a bit of mistake McCann's part Well uh, I'd like to know The circumstances Of the fallout uh, Neil McCann For me You know He questioned that The signing of Jack Henry And when Celtic Moved in to get Jack Henry If it hadn't been For the Jack Henry money Dundee might be In real trouble right now Given their last lot Of financial figures And given uh, That it was Creating a kind of Uncertainty about the club So I think Neil needs to calm down Needs to show that he's developing as a manager But whatever the reason The most remarkable aspect of Scott Bain's Debut for Celtic today Is that he's only there Because of a fallout with Neil McCann And he's he's taken this remarkable route From Dundee to Easter Road to Celtic Park That's, so, that's what I think as well 
Yeah. And, and I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to say, I've got more confidence in Scott Bain as a goalkeeper than Lewis Bruce. Again, you're speaking with the benefit of hindsight because Celtic have won the game and Scott Baines had a, a good debut. Um, it's remarkable how these things can go. I said to Mark Wilson before the game started, think of Javier Sanchez Broto, who had a great game at Ibrox uh, for Celtic. Think of, David, think of Tony Warner. Think of David Marshall. Uh, it's remarkable how these things go. What I would say to you is that right now, I would keep Scott Bain in goal until such time as Craig Gordon's ready to come back. If he's not ready to come back before the season ends, then for me Scott Brown is a bet eh, Scott Bain uh, is a more reliable goalkeeper than Doris De Vries. You know the interesting thing as well, nobody's mentioned Jack Henry when he came on. Yeah, I thought yeah, he, I thought he played really yeah. this is a youngster right. that never started the game and maybe there'd been a few Celtic fans saying, Oh I'd have played him, he's a big confident lad. I thought when he came on he did really well. Yeah. Played out of position as well, yeah. right back again. So, you know, he's he's been unsettled at the start of his Celtic career away at Kilmarnock where he had to hold the defence together and we didn't really get a true picture of him. But coming yeah. on at Ibrox, he was up against Jones, a flying yeah. machine. He was up against Murphy, you know, and, and, yeah, and did well. Done very well. Listen, Mark, I don't think in, in football you can really base any wide ranging opinion on one game. But sometimes, just sometimes a game comes along and a player does something and, and it just changes everything and it sets off a, a sort of chain reaction. I mean, this could be that day for Scott Bain. It could be the day. Where he gets now a, a small run in the team Which might turn into a longer run in the team Which might turn You know th- These these are the type of occasions Which can lead to that Listen Of course yeah. it might not it's, be it's, the case it's, it's not often It's not often you get two your, your two top goalkeepers out at the same time Not often that happens yeah. So he's been given a great but, chance but, And if he if De Vries has got a, a particularly nasty injury He's going to be out for two or three weeks You know He's got a chance I agree Although with Gordon Joe. is coming back isn't he? Gordon's yeah, he's now back, back training again But I agree with Joe uh, If it's a choice between De Vries or Bain and I'm not just talking about today I'm talking I, I say that a few weeks ago When Bain came to the club I, I would play Bain Now I know goalkeepers are different And there's a kind of level where You need to wait your turn kind of thing The number two is the number two So he goes right in But if you're asking me Who's the better goalkeeper between the two And I've seen Scott Bain a lot in this league I would play Bain Joe? I, I, I'd, I'd like to uh, agree with Mark And um, I'd like to also say I'm not making my, dis- or my opinion on one game yep. Because I've, I've seen uh, Mark Bain play really well for Dundee against Celtic on a few occasions. Did you just call him Martin Bain? That would be quite something. <laughs> no, I thought, I'm sure I said Martin. Uh, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine that, Scott Hugh Keevans. Well, well, I think we're all making mistakes today. <laughs> whatever he's called, he should stay in the team. Uh, Doris De Vries, for me, is unreliable. And let's be perfectly honest, I'm going to ask. Uh, Joe this question Doris De Vries for me Is not reliable And you can't have that When you already have Jozo Simonovic And Dedrick Boyata Who are not reliable It's an area of the side That Celtic will have to look at I can't believe The number of mistakes That the pair of them make Whether it's domestic Or European football For a club like Celtic With the aspirations That Celtic have Jozo Simonovic and Dedrick Boyata will not do. And it's like a car crash sometimes. Yeah. Can I, can I make one last point? Yes, on you go, Joe. Taking yep. into account that uh, Dembele has got one season left after this, and there's a good possibility Celtic going to try and cash in them without them going for nothing. If you were Brendan Rodgers, would you invest in Edward? 
Well, the thing is, it's not Brendan's decision. <laughs> you know, it's the it's the decision of the hierarchy. Oh yeah, but he he'll say He's how much he wants. Final call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, another man makes the final call. Uh, Celtic, for me, are reluctant to spend the kind of money that Odson Edward will cost, even though they would sell Musa Dembele for a sum far in excess of what it will cost to get Odson Edward. But I think that Celtic will be unwilling to pay the money that Edward will cost. Uh, Ross is on Twitter at Clyde SSB. He says, does someone answer your phones? I can only assume that Ross is struggling to get through it. Ross, let me tell you, the screen in front of me is going nuts. I've in fact, I don't think I have this season ever seen it's like the phone line so busy. Yep. This is a this is a the busiest day of the season by a mile. So please uh, accept our apologies and uh, keep trying. And of course, you'll have the chance to have your say tomorrow night as well. Six o'clock, we'll be back with Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson as well. Let's stay on the phones then. Doogie's and Kilmacomb. Hi, Doogie. How you doing? All right, all right, panel. Hello. <clears> Hi, Doogie. Uh, see, see, before I make my point, it was just a wee bit. See Gordon's last comment there. I think he was spot on as usual. I mean, the officials were brilliant today. I thought they were excellent. Absolutely excellent. But uh, my main point is, uh, Marty's not a man for the job, is he? I mean, see, after 60 minutes, he should have had Gossoff and Morales off and Miller and Cummins on after 60 minutes. He's not a man. He's like a wee rabbit caught in headlights. I mean, Brendan Roger, he's standing there looking at him. He knows he's, like, he knows he's up against a wee schoolboy. He's seriously out of his debt, fat man. Graham Marty, he's hopeless. Honestly, time to go. Dougie, let me ask you, I want to know how much, I mean, you're v- very critical of Graham Murty, how much is that based on today alone, or are you, to- are you talking wider? I just know, he doesn't know, he doesn't know when to make substitutions. That's his fault, honestly. I'd rather have Murty out of wa- wacky races than Graham Murty. I'd rather have Murty mm, wacky well, races. Now, now, so quite, quite a harsh now, assessment. Well, now we're getting into the realm of personal insults, and that's unfair. Uh, to refer to him in that manner is simply unfair he has done a, a very good job for Rangers but I said at the end of the game his future is in the balance now because he's lost to Celtic when Celtic had 10 men and for me everything will come down to Hamden the semi-final of the cup when he next meets Celtic uh, I think that could go a long way to determining his future he was the last man standing. He was the one who stabilised Rangers when they threatened to come apart at the seams. And he deserves credit for what he has done, the points he's gathered, the progress he's made. Uh, But his job is in the balance now. And the the Doogie is speaking from the depths of his disappointment, but he's gone too far. He's just being gratuitously insulting now, and that's not fair. Let's not forget, I know there's this, you know, coming should have been on, and maybe it should have been, but Graham Murray can't compensate for Morella's <laughs> missing from yeah. four yards out, yeah. you know, with an open goal. He can't do anything about that, and if he tucks that away, I think, a, it, I, I think a lot of the criticism yeah. Yeah. wouldn't be getting fired Absolutely. his way. Ian's on Twitter uh, asking... Where Compare was Well he was sitting in the stand Wasn't he He was in yeah, amongst the yeah. fans Along I with Hank Griffiths surprise. Yeah. Um, And Tam O'Donnell says Ask you why he never slaughters The Rangers defence Well I, I did say during the match That uh, Cardoso No was, I slaughtered them Hugh for you Yeah but I did say That Cardoso was vying With uh, Boyata For the man of the match That's a, that's a sarcastic way Of saying they were both hopeless Hmm. Oh, well, I'd agree with that on today's performance. Yeah, the way, and it's it's quite funny, you know, that two two of the biggest clubs in Scotland and both 
centre halves or both sets of centre halves yeah. <laughs> are creating continual could, problems for could them. be better he said yeah. euphemistically Okay, 01419511025 Still time for you to get your calls in And we'll take as many as we can Very busy indeed, we do apologise After these Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Bit of a journeyman Download the app for mobile betting Please gamble responsibly The games are over The talking begins 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line into the final part of today's programme Hugh Keevans, Derek Johnson and Mark Wilson are here And they're here to take your calls as well Don't fret if you can't get through on the phones And I know that applies to many of you We're here tomorrow night 6 until 8 Where we'll do it all again We'll hear from Brendan Rodgers, Graham Murty, Scott Brown, Greg Doherty and more And uh, relive what was a incredible contest at Ibrox this afternoon It must be said Let's stay on the phones though And squeeze some more in before we have to bid you farewell John is a Celtic fan Hi John Hi guys, how you doing? Good John, Hi, John. What's your point today John? Uh, could I speak to Big Derek first? He's here Oh no, you're not going to gloat are you John? <laughs> are you raging big man? I'm absolutely, I'm disappointed yeah Not raging, I'm disappointed Aye, that's well I tell you Derek No but no, I'm on about Derek and I, you mostly hear I spoke to you during the week. Uh-huh. To me, that should be Boyata's last game for Celtic. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. He's absolutely. I mean, I can't believe, but as I said to you, Friday, I got on to you talking to you, sure, he should never have been on anyway. But that's, to me, as it means, see that young goalkeeper do the day after what, you know what I mean? It must be a nervous respect playing in front of that guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, see, for, now, for... On, now on, if even young Ralston split, Celtic must go with Ralston, Tierney, and I think that young boy, Henry, done well when he came on the day, you yeah. know what I mean? But uh, they must stick with these boys. I thought Young McGregor had a great game today, but if, I think the goal came at the right time for Celtic in half time. Yeah. I, I must admit, right, I can't blame referees all the time, but I thought the referee performance was terrible today. Honestly, yeah. I thought it was shocking. Dedrick Boyata is drowning in the weight of evidence against them. It's every game he was. Almost about to be accused of selling the game against Rangers today with another defensive howler. Uh, and two minutes after he made that mistake He's bailed out by Scott Bain But he's also really bailed out by Odson Edward Who scores the winning goal I'm afraid that the weight of evidence tells you That Dedrick Boyata is not good enough to play for Celtic It's a wee bit like the way F.A. Ambrose was at Celtic Good attributes, you know, strong, quick But the mistakes that he makes often yeah. And too many of them lead. Often lead to goals And that's that's the way Boyata's going at the minute The mistakes he's making Are are glaring But they're then leading to goals To use your phrase Hugh Keevans The weight of evidence also suggests That Brendan Rodgers really likes him I wonder yeah. if today has, has been enough to, to alter that Well uh, I said during the game That uh, I think Brendan Rodgers has a blind spot Managers frequently do Have blind spots about yeah. players uh, And for me uh, Dedrick Boyata is transparently Not good enough to play for Celtic But Can I come back in here guys? He always gets a game On, On you go, go John I was just uh, Before I, I get my bum, my bum scalped I'd like to wish my <laughs> missus that Would you call it a happy mother's day I better to answer that before I go I want the game sober <laughs> So that's a, that's a first mother's day Remember I was on a fourth Christmas My wee boy Caden So that's, that's right. my first mother's day We've got them watched today So that's the first night we're going out So hopefully we'll go on the morning And we'll get lifted or something tonight You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen I'm not sure how, how we top that Actually, um 
poetic <laughs> substance Hugh that our, our, tw- our tweeter who sends in all the, the wonderful poems to the show Actually sent one for, for Mother's Day yeah. today And uh, it says uh, Happy running about supermarket day <laughs> Deliberating for hours over expensive flowers Corporate rip-off patter to make you squirm Whose bright idea was it to clash with the old firm? Very early brekkie or a ridiculously late dinner Mother and Sunday depends on who's the winner Let's hope it's a quality game Lots of goals scored And your poor wee maw isn't feeling let down Upset and bored I'll say to my two girls who are mothers Happy Mother's Day Gemma Happy Mother's Day Lisa And Happy Mother's Day to all mothers everywhere Thank you to John in Coatbridge Who just took the show in a completely different direction there For a few minutes Mark Wilson's looking like What's happened to you? What happened? so fun Dave Talking about Mother's Day Adam, Adam's in Hamilton Hi Adam Please hang up <laughs> <laughs> Adam is so put off by the, the Mother's Day chat He's actually just dingied us completely <laughs> He's hung up the phone uh, And all of a sudden Adam's disappeared There we go uh, We might have time to squeeze one more in I don't know Keep them coming 0141 951 1025 It's very busy on the phone lines um, uh, how, Is there anything that we've witnessed today Hugh Keevans That will We'll, we'll sort of die down in the cold light of day Because we always get knee-jerk reactions Yeah, uh, the, the knee-jerk reactions will continue But the story of the day Is that Celtic have assured themselves Of another league title It will be seven in a row The manager of Rangers, Graham Murphy Admitted as much when he said that, that his team would never have a better chance They took the lead against Celtic after two minutes Defensively, Celtic were all over the place In the first half But Defensively, Rangers also conceded two goals uh, One of them a thing of beauty from Rogic The other uh, an opportunist goal from Dembele After a wonderful ball from Scott Brown But the story of the day is Celtic psychologically have taken their place at the head of the table right, I th- I th- Derek, I think we've got Adam back Adam, are you there? Yeah, I'm here Yes, good stuff I thought you'd hung up on me there I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame oh, you, I but myself. on you go <laughs> well, it's, a couple of, it's a couple of points I'd like to point out and it's one of them's the first is Graham Murray's decision making after the sending off. Um, being in the crowd today, and probably a lot of Rangers fans feel the same. I feel like he should have took that upon him then and there to change the game. He kept it the same, and over the last few weeks, Graham Murray's got a reputation for keeping the same squad on for seven between seventy and seventy-five minutes. He doesn't change it, and then by seventy and seventy-five minutes, he makes a change. And then if you notice about 10 minutes after the sending off, Brendan Rodgers took it upon himself to say, he's no changing it, I'm going to change it. And that ultimately, that proved the difference today. As you see the the panel's reaction to that. Who wants to go first? Well, I I can't disagree with you. I mean, I I certainly would have brought on Cummins, given a longer time to to try and get the winner. Remember, it was 2-2 at the time when the, the, the sending off was there. I certainly would have brought him on, but again, as Mark says, and rightly so, you're, you're not. What can the manager do when your striker, you know, misses two guilt edge chances late on in the game? But you're right; they could have really gone for it and played two up and put real pressure on Celtic. But listen, that goes with experience for the manager. Brendan Rodgers showed why he's comfortably the best manager in Scotland. Yeah. His his ability to analyse the game and how it was going at that point when he he says, you know, the two fullbacks were pushing up, leaving two centre halves at the back. He thought. Well this is a chance for us Rather than just defending And you know Everyone's totally right When they say Graham Murray Failed to see um, A positive side for Rangers He thought keeping it the same They would manage to create Well You think if he changed it And changed the shape He probably would have got more success And Brendan Rodgers On the other hand thought Yep 
I, I can see away again at Rangers yeah. and I've got the bottle to go ahead and do it yeah. and he got his rewards and for it strangely enough you know, it was Rangers worst period of the game when Celtic went down to 10 men yeah. you know they yeah. lot of the ball without doing an awful lot with it yes the two great chances but out with that you were expecting more from them but the bottom line Celtic looked at the adversity goal down after two minutes 2-1 two, down Hello? 10 men versus 11 every time they looked at adversity they triumphed in the face of adversity and that's why Brendan Rodgers has got seven in a row. On you go, Adam. Yeah, another point was I felt that Rangers going forward today, it had a bit of Matt Warburton about it, if that sounds right. They go to the 18-yard line and they stalled. Nothing they happened. Past, yeah. They kept passing from side to side and it was it was like looking at a Matt Warburton team. Yeah, they were playing football, they got a foot in the game, but they didn't have a clue what to do. Celtic soaked up the pressure since it's ending off they've done it professionally and Rangers couldn't unlock their defence oh, thank you yeah. to Adam and Hamilton I think that's going to be the last call Hugh um, if I had a pound for every tweeter who wants you to admit you got your prediction wrong I would be a very wealthy man well, you predicted Rangers to win 3-1 go on Hugh just admit it admit it that you got it wrong that's I, the I, message I'm getting through I freely admit I got it wrong I got it wrong on a day when the derby could be summed up in a four letter word epic the pendulum has not swung. There is no title race anymore. Rangers had a wonderful opportunity and they squandered it today. Brendan Rodgers has created history since becoming Celtic manager. He's written another page into the history book today by becoming the first Celtic manager to win four times in a row at Ibrox. It will guarantee him seven titles in a row. It means that the psychological advantage stays very firmly with Celtic and we move on now to the Scottish Cup semi-final to see if Rangers can win one game against Brendan Rodgers but at the moment it doesn't look likely uh, even I'm getting it tight on Twitter Kevin Gordon says thanks for returning my call today Gordon not I'm not <laughs> sure if it's escaped uh, Kevin I, I don't answer the phones Kevin <laughs> I'm not sure what I, I do apologise anyway but it's been unbelievably busy it really really has so a big thank you to everyone who tried a big thank you to those who got through and an apology if you didn't manage to get through tonight but the beauty of this programme is you only have to wait just over a day to get another chance. Hugh Keevens, Derek Johnson and myself will be back from 6 until 8 tomorrow. Uh, we've had a tweeter joking, maybe we should make it until 8am, <laughs> Hugh, just yes. so that we can squeeze everything in. Uh, but Hugh, Derek and myself will be here 6 to 8 tomorrow. We'll hear from both managers, we'll hear from some of the key players involved as well. And more importantly, you can have your say. So if you didn't get through, take the number down 01419511025 and we'll do it all again tomorrow. What a fantastic game we had in store at Ibrox this afternoon. It finished Rangers 2, Celtic 3 and that barely scratches the surface. Some fantastic goals, some worrying moments of defending, some moments of controversy as well. We wouldn't have it any other way. The big top 40 is up next. Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. It's not over till it's over. So bet and play now. Please gamble responsibly. 